to the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring hosts Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Hove. It's your boy, Big Joe. I'm Wheezy. What it do? What the business is? It's your man, Coach Locke. What's happening with y'all? Episode 326, we are breaking down the seven ultimate sports matchups we were robbed of seeing. FSP style. Always FSP style. Better damn know it. And you better damn believe it, man. Let's kick it off. Best of the week, Coach Locke. What you got? Uh, My best of the week is uh, Jerrion Grant. Um, he was in the bubble and they were interviewing him and uh, he was getting questions about life in the bubble. And uh, he answered all the questions with saying his focus is on what's important in the world today. And that's focusing on Breonna Taylor's killers still being free. Thanks. Sure. What you got, Jeff? Uh, the Washington football team, man, forced into a uh, submission, it seems like. But shout out to Daniel Snyder trying to do the right thing. He ain't completed it yet, but they're definitely trying to do the right thing. What about you, Weezy? Uh, best week for me is uh, my boy Derrick Henry, man. Silent the dotted line. Definitely going to talk about that in the first half. For sure, it's a big deal. Uh, my best of week is Woj, man. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski told a MAGA senator, F you, in an email. Then was suspended from ESPN for it. Uh, some days you just don't have it, man. And that was the day for Woj. So, free Woj, man. They suspended my dog, free Woj, for sure. Oh, worst of the week for me was uh, Daniel Snyder and uh, <laughs> Daniel Snyder in the Washington football team. Everything's coming out, man, right now. So, uh, Coach Locke, what you got, man? <laughs> <clears throat> man, uh, seeing the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, is suing the city of Atlanta over requiring them to wear a mask in public. He's Suing Keisha Bottoms, you know, the mayor of Atlanta. Vote Stacey Abrams. They, you know, different. Gotta do something. We gotta do something in Georgia. What yeah. you got, Jeff? Oh man, I need about 25 seconds for this one. Oh, my Madden season came to a to a to an end this today. Um, not happy about it. I feel like I built a winner. The forces to be weren't in my favor. The my internet crashed. Still down right now. And I, my season's over. I don't know what to do. I'm a little lost right now. Built the winner, though. Who won the lead? Is it over? Not oh. over yet. Not, not over yet. Somebody on this call is in the Super Bowl, but yeah. we ain't going to talk about that. I think it is SJ. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, just, we just, hey, Jeff, we just staying low and we keep it fine. That's dog. all you can do, Jay. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. I'm staying low and I'm keeping fine, dog, for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my, <God. laughs> my worst of the week, man, is the NBA snitch hotline. Snitches get stitches, man. Southside of Nashville, Tennessee, man. We don't do well with snitches, man. So just relax, everybody. And I bet it's all Clippers, Rockets players. For sure, Dame Lillard is a snitch. He probably call. He probably has it on speed dial. Um, relax. Yeah, no. We know your just because your boy Kobe, you know what I'm saying, was Whoa! You know, make sure you Rest make sure you work. Yeah, you, but you, you know, we're not we're the nerve coach like he brought up Kobe. You struck the nerve. <laughs> we gonna we gonna we gonna relax on what? that. You know, I never said nothing about him, but since you know we're gonna Jesus don't, Christ, don't we're talking about a snitch hotline. You bring up a dead man, dog. Don't 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 throw my boy in that man. You don't know that to be true. Struck a nerve. Coach, this is my second time telling somebody this today. I mean, you better than that, dog. You better than that. <laughs> you better than that, coach. Uh, leave, man. Stat of the week, man. Uh, shout out to Weezy's arch nemesis, Pope, for this fine. Tom Brady has the same amount of Super Bowl wins as the Buccaneers have total playoff wins. Also, Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl is 0-3 when wearing a cutoff hoodie, but he is 6-0 when not wearing a cutoff hoodie. Stat. I seen that. That's a stat. Yeah, stat of the week, man. Stat. stat of the week, for sure. I'm surprised Belichick hasn't caught on to that already. Mm-hmm. Now make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. After you do that, Make sure you check out the On Day TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Blue every Wednesday. The latest issue is up, the Freddie Gibbs Alfredo album review. Y'all make sure y'all go check that out. Moving right along to the Fresher Than Your Average podcast featuring myself and my dog, Animal Brown. It's a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. We have an FTYA Friday IG Live. Post it right now, analyzing your best chance of copping the Yeezy 350 V2 Zion release. Pull up on us directly for the culture. It's on the IG page right now, fresher than your average pod. Where your kicks, cop response. I'm going to use that advice for tomorrow. I, 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 I damn sure hope it works. I okay. Not, hey, no, for sure. Litmus test. For sure. We use his advice, man. For sure. AB I, is the uh, Yeezy whisperer. So, yeah, for sure. I'm using it. Let's see. All right. Um, Jeff. Yes, sir. Yeah. Good wrestling seconds. Yes, sir. I do. All right. So to Sunday, this Sunday is Extreme Rules Eye for an Eye. I'm sorry. Extreme Rules The Horror Show. (laughs) So you know what that means. Who gets the W? All right. Let's get it going. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, we got the champ Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Weezy, who gets the W? Bailey. That's out of choice. Jay. I'm going Bailey for sure. Coach Lock. Bailey. All right. And then next we got <laughs> next we got the Raw Women's Championship. We got Asuka, the champion, versus Sasha Banks. Jay, who you got? Asuka, for sure. Sticking with Oscar. All right, Coach Lock. Sasha Banks. Weez. I'm gonna go with Sasha Banks too for the W. I'm gonna go with Oscar and 
in the one of the main events, we got the WWE Championship match. We got Drew McIntyre, the champ, versus Dolph Ziggler. Coach Locke, who you got? Give me Drew for sure. Okay. Weezy? I'm going to line. I'm going to limit. I'm going to Dolph Ziggler. GD said his name right. But, you know. Right. <laughs> Dolph? Dolph. <laughs> uh, Jay, who you got? I'm going with Drew. Uh, I'm going with Drew today. I'm going with Drew as well. And in the most absurd wrestling match stipulation I've ever heard in my life, it's an eye for an eye match where the loser literally has to have his eye ripped out of socket. That is online. That is the stipulation. That is what they're going for. Hilarious. We have Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. Wheezy, who gets the W? Rey Mysterio. Old school wrestling. That's important. Seth Rollins is winning that for sure. Uh, Coach Locke. Can I go with the field? Because ain't nobody I going to get ripped out. <laughs> I just want to see how they play this shit out. Cause right. But I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going Seth Rollins. I'm very curious to see how that's going to work. Yeah, I'm going with Seth Rollins too just because how they've been playing it up. But that's the reason why it's called the horror show is because there will be someone's eye will be ripped out. This is what happens when there's no audience and you leave people around with their imaginations and they get to come up with wrestling like this. So, again, that is who gets the W for <laughs> Extreme Rules, Eye for an Eye, the horror show. And don't forget to check out the 808s and Chess Shots podcast each and every Thursday morning. All right. Weez, you might went over, uh, over the four. <laughs> I mean, you might went over. You went over, bro. Uh, tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe, but more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we get started with the first half, Weezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? I do. I got a very big box this week, man, for the WNBA, man. For sure, most definitely. Uh, WNBA MVP Elena Deladon filed papers seeking a health exemption, which would allow her to be excused from play while she's still earning her salary. The WNBA denied her request. Deladon has chronic Lyme disease for 12 years and takes 64 pills a day to control the condition, which impacts her immune system. The WNBA said basically risk your life or forfeit your paycheck. After an outcry from the WNBA fans and the Players' Tribune, the Washington Mystics stepped up and came out and said they were planning on paying her full salary and allow her to work out for the 2021 WNBA season. Come on, WNBA. You cannot drop the ball like that on your MVP, especially considering the fact that she's been dealing with this for 12 years and a half. And now the Players' Tribune had to do an open letter to say how this lady is dealing with this every day, 64 pills, man, just to kind of, you know, control her daily routine, man. WNBA, man, they dropped the ball with this. That's a dirty – It seems like every time they take two steps, they take three steps backwards. Yeah. Every time. They just got their good collective bargaining agreement. You know, people are like excited about that. And now your best one, your best players in the league, which was the MVP, like you mentioned, has this issue and you're not going to step up and be like, we understand. Like, come on, WBA, man. We just get, make sure they got the commercial box. It is on the way. 
I just I just got a call, a phone call from the drone. We we push, I push the button. It's on the way. That's sick. It's a sick world we live in. Yeah, man. I'm telling you what, man. I've never seen stuff like this is going on over the last four months, man. I tell you what, it doesn't look like it's getting any better either. You know what, Jay? If he coming, so come on. Yeah, for sure, man. You coming? You need to come on. I'm, I'm trying to tell you now. You yeah, coming? Man. Sure. Come on. <laughs> you guys ready to get started with the first half? Yes, sir. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. The first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Hope. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What'd he do? It's your man, Coach Locke. Lock, where can they find you at on social media, my brother? Man, I'm on IG and Twitter at Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Holla at me. Where you at, Weezy? I'm at FSP underscore Weezy on IG, and I'm at Hot Weezy on Twitter. All day long. Holla at me. All day long. I can dig it. What about you, Jeff? Jay Easley 84 across all social media platforms. That's a fact. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter. Find me on Twitter to have a conversation. It will be short. And we are youtube.com slash full sport press podcast. We have a giveaway coming up soon. Coach Locke is starring in the video. Um, you know, got his beard going. So look out for that very soon as far as stipulations for this giveaway for sure. Let's kick things off, man, at the NFL. Weezy's favorite team, Tennessee Titans, less than 24 hours after Adam Schefter reported that it seemed unlikely that Tennessee and the star running back Derrick Henry would agree to a long-term deal. The two sides reached terms on a four-year, $50 million contract that includes $25 million in guarantees. Was this a mistake or a good move by the Titans? I think it was a great move by the Titans. Some people say it's a mistake. I don't see it's a mistake. Uh, I think Derrick Henry wanted a little bit more money, but I think he wanted to play for the Titans a little bit more than he wanted the money. This was, this was a good faith signing by the Titans. Um, after giving Tannehill his money, you tried to stall out your best player, so you did right by him. Um, he he's under. I think it's a it's a four year deal, right? Yeah, so he's going to get paid right up until he's thirty, and you know how the thirty year marker with running backs is going to you know. It's, uh, as the cameraman would say, it's Googling time. So <laughs> they, uh, hopefully the Titans do right by him and they pay him up until then and he can, you know, find another contract somewhere else. But this is his last contract with the Titans, though. Do, do your best with it. The Titans are built on the run. You know, he was the um, led the league in rushing, averaged 5.1 yards per carry, which was the highest among running backs with at least 200 carries. The second leading rush on the team was Deion Lewis. He had 209 yards. So you're talking about going from 1,500 to 200 to your next back. Now, that needs to change next year because you don't want to run this man to the ground. Well, sure. I think it was a great move for the Titans. This guy got some MVP votes. So um, it's a good move for both parties. Other running backs have kind of forced their way into their earnings, and it shows that the Titans – believe in Derrick Henry with that $25 million is guaranteed it's over the first two years. I don't think he gets past those first two years of this contract. He is the person that gets the offense going on that wing T offense. So continue to build that game plan around him. And it also keeps Henry from having 
a competitive market, which will be next year when you have a gluttony of running backs that will be free agents next year. Wait, Jay, what do you mean you'll get, he'll get past the first two? What do you mean? Well, so it's a $25 million contract as far as guaranteed money. So it's just the first two years that are guaranteed. You think he'll try to re-sign again? No, I think they'll cut him or trade him in two years. That's a bad – that's a mood swing right there. Y'all just gave me a mood swing. <laughs> well, at least you didn't get mad when somebody brought up the wing tee. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> quite hear that one. Uh, no, okay. Skipping the football. So no last minute deal was able to come through for the Cowboys and quarterback Dak Prescott. Okay, so Dak's scheduled to make $31 million next year playing on the franchise tag. He says he's happy to be a Cowboy and can't wait to coach McCarthy. What are the odds that Dak actually starts the season as a Dallas Cowboy this year? No, 100%. You're going to yeah, start he, uh, yeah. That's a great honest. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. This is the thing. You got a bargain out of Dak Prescott the last three years. Pay the man. Just pay the man, dog. Pay this man. Dak will never look at this franchise the same unless he totally bombs out. His price tag in 2021 is going to be absolutely insane. And history tells us that the quarterback position – that money goes up every year. Of course, the franchise tag will be $37.5 million next year as well. So if you franchise tag him again, you're either out of $37 million bucks or you're going to have to pay what Deshaun Watson is going to get, which is will be north of $400 million next year. So God, the Cowboys God. made a terrible, terrible decision not getting him signed. Um, and they had plenty of time to do so, man. It just – Mahomes just signed a big dog contract. We know that. We know he wasn't going to get Mahomes' money, but we do know, like you mentioned, Deshaun Watson is up for a contract next year. So if you go ahead and sign Dak, you don't have to pay him based on what Deshaun Watson is going to get because now Deshaun Watson is going to get paid because he's proved it. They, you know, they got rid of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, so they have no choice but to pay him now because you get you don't pay him, now you're not going to have nothing. You're going to be back at square one in Houston. So now once you pay Watson, now Dak is going to base his money based off what Deshaun is getting. You could have avoided all that by going and signing Dak and getting it out of the way even before Mahomes signed his contract. So now you put yourself behind an eight ball where you're going to be out of more money than you would have been originally if you'd go ahead and sign that man after all he's done for the Cowboys. You don't turn down 100 guarantee right now. You just don't do it. Not Dak Prescott going to have one. You just don't do it. If that happened, he dropped the ball. But if, that, if that's hearsay, we don't know. Uh, I think it's a little bit of both of their fault. Uh, Dak didn't want to meet them halfway, and, and Jerry didn't want to meet them halfway. So somebody wanted the leverage. I, I agree with you on that. We, it sounds like everybody was a little hesitant. Like if you're Dak, you want Pat Mahomes to make his, to get his deal before you, because Pat Mahomes resets the market. If you're the Cowboys, you want to do your best to get Dak under contract before Pat Mahomes, because Pat Mahomes is going to reset the market. So. Um, it looks like both sides dropped the ball, and both sides are going into this season with egg on their face, hoping for the best as things go on. And I don't think Dak remains a cowboy much longer. Speaking of the money, Kameen, I think it is. I'm sorry. Who's the 2021's number one basketball player in the 24-7 sports composite rankings has decided that he's going to reclassify to the 2020 class and skip college and go straight to the G League. Now, he's a 6'8 small forward from New Jersey who had narrowed his list down to Auburn, Duke, Kentucky, Texas Tech, and the G League. 
Well, he decided that he was going to go ahead and skip by that college and go ahead and get that guaranteed money from the G League. Now, he's an athletic wing who can handle the ball, that can get into the paint. He can go up multiple positions on the other end. That only thing that will hold him back at this point is that he has to work on his shooting. You think this is smart for him to sign with the G League instead of going to college? Jay it kind of introduced this before about kids reclassifying. He talked about that before. And I've always been a little hesitant about the reclassification process just because you kind of rob yourself that extra time of getting your game together. But I get it. Skipping college is one thing, but the reclassification kind of bothers me sometimes. I got to wrap my head around that a little bit more. But the kid looks talented on, on, ta- on tape. That's all you got from him right now. College basketball is already in the crapper anyway, so go get the money. Yeah, I, th- I think that's where we at, man, with the uh, NBA with these college boys. Um, they don't want to go to school. They want to get that money, like Jay said. I, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal as it is now, but it's huge. It's a huge deal. You can go to college for a prime example. Trey Duvall. I use it. He's the greatest example in the last 10 years of a player that can go to college and get exposed. This kid can't shoot. So in college, Coach Lock is probably going to speak to this. If you can't shoot, they're going to put you in a zone and they're going to expose the hell out of you that you can't shoot. So in turn, go to the G League. You won't get as much as far as attention because in college, he was going to be the man wherever he goes. Kentucky, Duke, Texas Tech, where he's probably going to go because his brother plays at Texas Tech. But it's less film. You go to the G League, you're playing with five other players that's trying to get better just like you. They now have a starting five. Brian Shaw is the coach of this G League team. This is the necessary step for a player like him. Jeff, to answer your reclassification thing, this kid's probably been playing below his uh, skill set for years. So his reclass is just to catch up to where he's probably should have been playing for the last two years. So. So you say he's like O.J. Mayo. He's been playing with younger people. His whole, his whole yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, it's just a player that you reclass down so you can work on stuff that you're not as good at. Then you reclass up because you think you've caught up. And just to speak on what you said about staying at going to college day one year to work on his game, he's going to have more time to do that in the G League with more access to trainers and accessibility of things. And why not be getting paid if you know you can get paid while working on those things? Because you go to college, even though a lot of those players after the second semester, during the second semester, I guess I should say, once the basketball season ends, they unenroll in college to go work out. But that first semester, they have to go to class. You know, so you're taking away from hours where they can work out. Well, you know, they working out in the morning and then afternoon for practice. Well, if he's in the G League, he has nothing but time to work out all day long. So he'll get more reps on his shot because everybody knows that's the one thing he really needs to work on. But this kid got a low motor too, Jeff. So uh, and that's, you know, I didn't want to go. Hey, there. hey I didn't he got a low motor, man. So he did the right thing. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, so let's move on to something I don't think we've ever ever talked about before and somehow I always get these topics but hey it is what it is so is it Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury 3 no is it Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao 2 no but Michael Buffer will be there and this summer we get Iron Mike Tyson versus Jaws that's right people 
the shark Jones <laughs> is going to be in a fight with the former heavyweight champion, former undisputed heavyweight champion. And it's going to be called the Rumble on the Reef. It's going to be on Shark Week on August 9th at 9 p.m. Tyson is going to fight an animal in the name of research. What the hell is Mike Tyson doing? <laughs> I, Mike Tyson, no, he don't need no money that bad. I promise you, he don't. I love Shark Week, and then they messing up Shark Week for this, some for some bull, for some BS like this, man. I hope the shark whip his ass. I really do. I hope the shark whip his ass now. I do. I just thought about it. I hope the shark whip his ass. How the hell is the mic is gonna fight a damn shark? It's gonna be underwater. Yes, it's going to be. Now, if it's going to be in the water, he'll get his ass whooped. I promise you. <laughs> if it's underwater, he's going to get his ass whooped. That, I promise you. It'll be a TKO. I promise you. No, it, it's going to <laughs> be underwater against a shark in the name of research. So I'm pretty sure this is going to be a gimmick staged ordeal, but it's supposed to be underwater. This this is it's no different from the whole Michael Phelps races of the, the great white shark thing. They did that a couple of years ago on Shark Week, where they wanted to see if he was fast enough to out swim a shark. Uh, you know, because you know they say if you in the water with a shark and it runs towards you, you punch him in the nose or you poke him in the eye and that'll help you get away. So I'm sure it's gonna probably be something testing that theory. I guess maybe they're gonna see if Tyson can punch him in the nose, but how they gonna have him? Protected is he gonna be in it? Clearly, he's gonna have to be in the cage because he's in the water with a shark. I hope this is pre-recorded because yeah. I don't want to see no crazy. If, if it's live, I wish, I wish my boy Crocodile Hunter was live for shit like this because he would let this shit like this happen. So mm. apparently, it is pre-recorded because Tyson says I equate this with overcoming my fear of getting back in the ring at 54 years old. I learned from this experience that I that I'm still able to step up against whatever intimidates me, and this is bringing me to my highest potential and bringing me closer to God. He comes in the water with this shark. I'm telling you, Jaws will win. It will not be a rematch. I promise. It will not be a rematch. <laughs> you guys are ready to get started with halftime? Yes, sir. <laughs> We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime, in case you missed it. Former NBA star Magic Johnson's food service partnership is giving Grambling State University $2 million. The HBCU says it's one of the largest ever unrestricted gifts and has doubled the original goal of the school's annual fundraising campaign. Now, the food service agreement also includes support for Grambling's technology degree programs, and plan community-focused education program in science, technology, engineering, and also math. Grambling says the money will count towards the school's Bring It Home campaign, which includes but isn't restricted to scholarship and other financial aid. Clap it up for Magic Johnson. I know this is a tax write-off, but it is a tax write-off going in the right way. I always wish and, and hope that people they do they're doing these tax write-offs. I know Kevin Durant gave a million dollars to University of Texas, which is his alma mater. Give that tax write-off, man, to some of these HBCUs, because that two million dollars will go way further at Grambling than it will at the University of Texas. So shout out to HBCUs and shout out to Magic Johnson for that. Yeah, shout out to Magic Johnson. He could he could easily get that money to Michigan State. Easy. He probably got so much money to Michigan State. It's ridiculous. But why not give it to 
and Howard or Hampton or TSU, man. We got to find ways to support and help our own. And this is the way you do it, which is a tax write-off. Give it to some of these HBCUs, man. They need it. I wonder how he came across choosing Grambling out of all the HBCUs. I would like to ask him and talk to him about that if I could. I know I won't, but I'm just curious if I, he chose Grambling out of all the HBCUs. Grambling know has somebody. been known um, over the years to have the worst facilities of HBCUs. So he probably read that somewhere and somebody on his team's probably smart individual and said, hey, man, probably need to go down here and help out Grambling. That's where we'll do our tax write-off this year. So. But like you said, Jay, let's spread it out a little bit. Let's, like Coach Lock said, let's figure out how he made that choice to grab. There's a few more out there that can use a little help with these facilities. Oh, my God. Hell, it's yeah. Great many of these schools are needed, man. And I understand you, you have a lot of people that uh, kind of look like magic that are given to Florida and Florida states. Hey, listen, a lot of people that don't look like magic are given to Florida and Florida state. Give some of that money to Bethune Cookman. Give that money to Florida A&M. They, it'll 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 help a little bit more there for sure. Yeah, now you're gonna start have to see a little more of that now for yeah. sure. <laughs> you guys ready to get started? The second half, dessert. Let's get it. The second half is underway. Full sport Second half, the ultimate sports matchups. We were robbed of seeing. Before we get started, I am Jay Hope. Boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy Weezy. What he do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Like the debate over which would win the championship between Michael Jordan and insert Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, et cetera, in their prime is so divisive, it could split a country in half. I've seen it happen at the barbershop for sure. There is no correct answer to this, and it will never happen, but that doesn't stop people from actually talking about it. It's part of what makes sports fun. Imagining the greats from one era taking on legends from another era, and trying to predict the outcome. Episode 326, we're doing just that. What other epic fantasy one-on-one matchups can be debated? Team matchups can be debated um, in team sports. Two players, two teams, seeing if they can come out victorious in a matchup. We will kick things off with the 2001 Miami Hurricanes versus the 2004 USC Trojans. I think this is a matchup of offense against defense. What could have been with this matchup, fellas? That matchup right there could have been amazing to watch USC's offense. They were scoring damn near 30 points a game. Sometimes 40 if they wanted to run it up. They felt like playing for real team that day. USC had a better – I think they had a better quarterback. That USC defense wasn't that bad either, though. That's the thing. You know, they were third in total defense – they only allowed, what, 13 points a game. And then we you already mentioned that offense. Uh, you know, you had Lindell White, uh, Dwayne Jarrett, Steve Smith, a receiver. You know, they were just had players all around. But that Miami team, like you said, they put up points too. They averaged 42.6 points a game. They had six All-Americans on their team. And the defense only allowed 9.7 points a game, which was number one in the nation. And your defense scored eight touchdowns in the season. You talking about a defense scoring eight touchdowns. They averaged beat people by 33 points, basically, which is the largest margin of victory over consecutive ranked teams. They won 124 to seven. Like that's, that's out of all those ranked teams. That was the score. 
against ranked teams, that's insane. It was just loaded on that Miami team, man. This is probably, of everything we're going to talk about today, this is the most lopsided one to me. I think this Miami team wins as soon as they step on the field against USC. They don't – USC didn't – they didn't respond well when Texas hit them in the mouth. That, that you know, when they play the real team. Miami's going to hit you in the mouth and tell you all about it after they hit you in the mouth. The matchup is the Jameis Winston-Florida State team against this Miami team. That's the matchup. That's the matchup we should have talked about. Yeah, that's the best college football. No, I'm saying 2008 Florida Gators versus y'all. That would have been a better matchup as far as a game because I think Miami would beat them 41 to 13. This defense is, is unheard of. USC's not losing to that 2002 that James Wilson Florida team. Because you got to think about it. We got James that can do exactly what Vince Young did. We know that. But Who's then you got our defense. Our receivers? Huh? Yeah, Kevin Bishop was our receiver. Kevin yeah. Bishop. He's six five. Who's gonna check him? His size. And then our defense, our defense. We sent eleven people off that defense to the league. All eleven starters went to the league on that defense. We're gonna beat that USC team because they 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 were so used to just outrunning people. Like Jeff mentioned, they never ran into anybody that's gonna hit them in the mouth. So who we got winning this? I got, of course, I picked Miami. Yes, sir. Coach, who you got winning? Miami. Miami in a, in a cakewalk. I got USC in a dog fight. <laughs> That's your squad. That's the reason that you start liking it. That's fun. Um, <laughs> let's move right along to the 2000-2001 Los Angeles Lakers versus the 1996 Chicago Bulls, 72-10. and 10. This is basically uh, one of the best teams ever. One of the best teams ever in playoff history. Who you guys got winning? Well, let's start off first with what could have been as far as the matchup. Uh, this is Focus Shaq against Luke Longley and Bill Winnington. Whew, long night. Dennis Robin going to have to work overtime <laughs> with, the, with the mind games and things like that. Um, but other, that's the biggest thing that sticks out to me is the Shaq matchup is going to be difficult for the Bulls. They never played against the center in no championship. Never did. The key word he said, we have Focus Shaq, but I'm not sure Kobe was ready to be unselfish then. And we needed we needed Kobe to be unselfish to be Mike and to be Mike in there, cause he was unselfish. Hey, let's let's let Shaq kill Luke Longley, not let me go against Mike one on one and just you know what I'm saying go back and forth. I seen them let him go, throw that thing down to Todd McCullough and he was tearing Todd McCullough mouth out. Rick Smith same way. Uh, man, nah, I, I disagree with that. That offense ran through Shaq, and they would have ran through Shaq that night. And Luke Long would be in a, a world yeah. of trouble. I, I, yeah, that's true. But they should have killed that, that Detroit team, too. That didn't. Ben Wallace is not Luke Longley. Ben Wallace is an athlete too strong who can go get rebounds. I'm not saying he's going to lock Shaq up and all that, but he's going to give Shaq a lot of more trouble than Luke Longley will. Ben Wallace can run the floor because that's, that's a running Shaq. Shaq was running the floor still then for that 2000 team. Ben Wallace could run the floor with him. Wasn't no way Luke Longley was going to run the floor with Shaq. You got you can never count out a player like Dennis Rodman. I don't know what he would have done to Shaq. You never know. He's the X factor. Because we know Kobe and Mike, they're gonna cancel each other. But then you got Pippen. That's what you gotta really go into because you can let Mike rest and put Pippen on Kobe. The other way, you can't there who who you gonna put on Mike if you don't put Kobe on from the LA team? Because you can't look at coach because you can't look at coaching because same person. So, you know, you're going to have the same thing coaching, making adjustments. 
But I just think that Kobe's going to have to do that double time work that's going to allow Mike to look coast or not exert as much energy because Pippen is going to do the dirty work on the defense end. You take Shaq out the equation, it's the same team, really. Same team, yep. Brian Shaw, Brian Harper. I mean, Brian Shaw wasn't on the Bulls, but they had a Brian Shaw-esque player. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like so it, it, they were built the same, just focus Shaq. And focus Shaq is, 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 is something we don't see. Who you got winning, Joe? Uh, Seven-game series. Seven, yeah. It's going seven. It's going seven. Kobe makes the mistake, tries to go against Mike, and don't give it to Shaq, and Bulls win the seven. Because it's young Kobe. That's all, all the reason is young Kobe. I got close seven game for sure, but I got the Bulls edging it out because Jordan is just going to make the play. I probably love the Bulls too, just because just, just I'm afraid of Mike in the fourth. I'm going uh, with the Lakers. I just think Shaq would be too dominant. Maybe six. Lakers maybe in six for sure. Damn. Because look, 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 this is the thing now. The Bulls average 105. The Lakers averaged 100. The Bulls gave up 92 points. The Lakers gave up 97. You're going to let Shaq get his? Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's what, yeah, that's what, that's what the 76ers thought. That's what the Nets thought, Pacers. And Shaq dominated 35s, 40s, and Kobe's coming in with 27, 28. Who on those teams is pipping like that can slow Kobe down? Why Shaq get them 35? That's the Iverson didn't have no help. Iverson didn't have no help. They did it the first game. They let Shaq get his, his points. And Iverson pulled the game off and he was by himself. I think that's why they win two games. It's your man. You're going to defend your man. I understand. I, understand. <laughs> I think that's why they win two games. He locked in, too. He was locked in. Everything you, everything you said, Coach, he had some for. He was locked in. Let's move right along to the next matchup. Muhammad Ali versus Mike Tyson. Woo, Jeff, I'll let you leave with this one, man. What it what could it have been, man? Um, it's two it's two great fighters. You hope that this fight takes place pre-jail Mike and pre-jail Ali, like because they both were at the height of their superpowers at their time. Um, so if it does, man, I don't see Mike's power is unmatched to me, unless you're Deontay Wilder with that one-punch knockout that he had. So, and George Foreman. So, Ali would have to have come up with the rope of dope early to get Mike out of there. <laughs> but I'll let y'all talk about it. Man. This, this is something that you can debate either way because they both have strengths that the other one just can't do. I agree with Jeff on that. I, I'm going to go with uh, – I will roll with Mike Tyson. I mean, I, I will roll with Muhammad Ali just on the strength because I think he's a better technical boxer. And then with Mike Tyson, I just think he'd get frustrated and probably try to do something crazy because he missed him six times. And he's right there in front of his face. But if Mike catch him one good time. I agree, man. I think Ali's going to win this on a simple fact of the rope of dope like we saw. It hurt Mike Tyson was if he ever went late in the fight, it wasn't good for him. So Ali was going to do whatever he had to do to make sure that he stretched that fight out to the point where he knew he could take advantage of Tyson. And then the other thing was Ali was so tall compared to Mike Ali was a master with that jab so he wasn't going to let Mike get in close and get that uppercut going that he put people away with plenty of times I think Tyson would catch him a few times but I think Ali would be able to eat those punches and bounce back and make the fight last longer than Tyson wanted to and I think that's how Ali would eventually win that fight 
I definitely think this would be a very good matchup, both a cocky dominant uh, in two vastly different ways, but the intimidation factor of both um, would make it one of the fight of the centuries. So if it goes anywhere past four rounds, it's Ali. But if it's three or four rounds, man, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Mike Tyson, I don't think anybody can beat Mike Tyson in a three or four round situation. To me, like, you factor in, like, Mike's, what, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, I believe. Mike's not a tall guy. You know what I mean? So he, he kind of go off what Coach said. He dealt with having to deal with a fighter with a longer reach than him pretty much his whole career. You saw him against Spinks. You saw him against um, uh, Mercer, people like that. Like, he had to go against that, that, that reach before. Uh, so Larry Holmes, et cetera. So I'm not saying those, those fighters are nowhere near as, as good as, as Muhammad Ali is in his prime. But I think Mike can make up for the reach with his quickness. Yeah, Ali is super, super duper quick too. But Mike is coming from a lower stance and with everything behind it with both hands Fat and, and fast. Like so most people have quickness and they lack in power. Like Muhammad Ali has knocked people out before, but he's not known for his power. He's known for his technical technical skill. Mike is quick and hitting like nothing else in his day. I think Mike wins this one. What round would you have him winning? It's gotta be a knockout, right? Um it'll be, it'll be <laughs> six. It'll be six of the best rounds you've ever seen in your life. And he catches. He just catches. And that's pretty much it. And you want to see another one because even though it's a knockout, you hope they do it again. But he'll he'll catch him with one, and my, and Ali just didn't see that coming. Would and, you bet on Mike? Yeah, if they, if they fight, I would bet on Mike. Pre jail, if it's after jail, nah, no way. Pre jail, Mike, I'm betting on Mike. Pre jail, Mike, I'm betting the house on pre jail, Mike. <laughs> Let's move right along to the next matchup. We have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I think two of the best quarterbacks of our adult lives. What does this matchup look like, Weezy? Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers looks like it's a great matchup if we ever got it. Great match. Because as for Aaron Rodgers, they thought Aaron Rodgers was the best. He was getting the same hype that Patrick Mahomes was getting. He can win nine, ten Super Bowls in a row. His ball, his, the, way, the way he threw the ball was nobody ever seen. It was comparing him to the greats. And, you know, then Tom Brady came alive. And, and we're still winning Super Bowls after Super Bowl. They kept talking. Aaron Rodgers is great. He's still winning. He was still winning. I, I I just find it amazing that we never saw this matchup. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why this – I believe they played this regular season coming up, and it's so hyped up because we never got to see this, especially as accomplished as both of these players are and it, as, as much as – the Hall of Fame is just waiting for them right now. So it's just – it's amazing to me that we never saw this matchup. It's, it's a travesty that Aaron Rodgers never had a team around him that could have competed against the Patriots and got over that hump to play in the Super Bowl like they should have more than the times they did. It was a bunch of different years where they were destined to play. You had the one where the Patriots went 14-2 and in the regular season and they lost to the Jets in the divisional game. They had just beat them 45-3 like six weeks ago. Then you had the one where the – Seahawks beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game and the Patriots went to the Super Bowl. It was just a snowball effect. All these different things, teams collapsing. You know, they had their chance, but it's just they could never get it together. You know, I always seemed like the team that was supposed to get there would mess it up in the playoffs some kind of way. 
against a team that they had no business losing to. And this just lets you know how bad of an organization the Packers are being to put talent around Aaron Rodgers for them to never match up in the Super Bowl. You know, Aaron Rodgers never had a first-round running back skill position player on offense, period. Running back, wide receiver, tight end, hell, that's it. Just has it. And um, this is the reason why we haven't seen this matchup, but I think it would have been one of the best. Um, I'll kick things off as far as who will win. I think the edge is going to slightly go in the matchup to the Patriots because the team's usually just a better team. You know, they're going to have a lot of the skilled players. They always spend to get one big skill player. You have Randy Moss. You might have a situation where you have a Gronk or, you know, one of those really good um, aging wide receivers and then an aging running back as well. So um, I would think the game would go to Tom Brady, but that matchup would have been great. I have the uh, Patriots winning also because, like you mentioned, they're going to have somebody on offense, but they're also going to have somebody on defense. They always have one. Like right now they got Gilmore. We know he just got the rating in the 99 on Madden. Can't get any better than that. The the Packers, they could never figure it out on defense. They just always relied on Aaron Rodgers to outscore everybody, which was weird to me because you want him to outscore everybody, but you don't put anybody around him to help him outscore everybody. That makes no sense. If you're going to allow him to outscore everybody, you need to go get a great wide receiver, you need to go get a great running back. You need to go get a great tight end. And then let's just put our money on offense. I got the Patriots winning, too, only because they have Bill Belichick. Especially if it's a Super Bowl or something like that, Patriots winning all day long because he got too much time to repair. Aaron Rodgers and McCartney, Aaron Rodgers did his own thing. He'll, he'll, he'll hear the play coming in, and then he'll audible out of it in a second just because he don't like the play. I've seen him do it. Cost me money doing it. Aaron Rodgers wins the one-on-one, the duel. He'll have 300 yards, three touchdowns but the Patriots will win by a field goal. Let's move right along to the next matchup. We have Usain Bolt versus Michael Johnson. Man, this is a woo-wee. What could have been, Coach? What do you think? Man, to be honest, I don't even think this one is close. We're going to get real to it. Uh, Michael Johnson was great in his time, uh, but let's let's call a spade a spade. Michael Johnson's fastest time in a 200 ever was 19.3. Usain Bolt set the record with 19.19. His next time was 19.3, which is still faster than Michael Johnson's fastest time ever. Michael Johnson's other times were 19.6, 19.7. You know, he stayed around at 6.7, and if he had a great day, it was going to be 19.3. You know, he was 6.5, Michael Johnson 6.1. His gait is just naturally bigger which that's going to give you advantage if you're just as fast. I just don't think this one would be close like everybody would think. Don't get me wrong. Michael Johnson was a dog. I get it. But Usain Bolt is just an anomaly. You know, he's just a whole nother level. Usain Bolt is the same thing like Patrick Mahomes. He's just a better – he's just a better athlete, better runner. In that same – I'm not betting against uh, Usain Bolt. Uh, I'm Michael, Jack- I'm Michael Jackson. <laughs> um you done brought up Pat Mahomes like seven times, man. You need to get some jersey. You need to get some That's Adidas. the standard. That's the standard. That's, That's the standard. your man. Yeah, you were, yeah, you're right. I'll say this, not to cut you off, Weez, but it's in the 200. That's Michael Johnson's event. Ah, oh, shit. What I'll say, yes, coach is right, but gold spikes, Olympic night Michael Johnson against Usain Bolt. One race, 
If they race 10 times, Usain wins nine. But if it's one race, I got Michael Johnson. Me too, Jeff. I got Michael Johnson too. People don't realize he was kind of explosive out of the blocks and early in the strides. He catches up, and I get it. Usain Bolt is a person that kind of picks up speed later, but in the way that, that uh, Michael Johnson keeps up as far as pace, man, I think he'll be Usain Bolt, man, every time. Yeah. Yeah, every time. Yeah, you wrong as hell. You wrong as hell about mm-hmm. it. I mean, I'm saying, no. I think he was sneaking against some of them, for real, for real. I say this. I don't. That would be standard room only, the sellout anywhere. Like, that night, you wouldn't be anywhere in the world but watching that right there. Like, that would be the biggest out of all, to me, and I mean, you might think I'm crazy, but out of everything we talk about today, yep. that particular race would be the biggest event of everything we talk about on here, if it ever, if it ever could have happened. That would have been amazing the one I want to see the most is the Bulls versus the Lakers. But this, I ain't gonna lie, I would stand in line to see that one for sure. 20 seconds. Everybody wants to see, <laughs> yeah, every, everybody wants to see the fastest man in the world, which is not because it's not the 100 meter, but it's such a big deal because you have these two. But I just don't see how Michael Johnson can pull it off. Like you said, he gets out the block slow. So does Usain Bolt. But Usain Bolt has the gate. And even if you say Michael Johnson is going to up his game, he's still only going to run the 9-2. I'll, I'll do you this, though. I'll tell you what won't happen. He won't be looking back like he did against Justin. No, oh, hell, hell no. No, 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 no. He's no, not no. doing that. No, nah, I ain't no way. He do he's that. Win take he's, still, he's still going to win the race. And you got to think he's about, too, that's, that's 96 training. Just imagine if Michael Johnson had some 2016 training, 20 years of advanced in technology and shit. Man, it'll be a great matchup for sure. Yeah, I'd love to see it too, for sure. For sure. Let's move right along to the number six matchup, the defensive struggle. The 2000 Ravens versus the 2002 Bucks. What does this matchup look like, Weezy? I hate the two thousand. I hate the two thousand Ravens because they they made Eddie George quit. That's not that funny, Jeff. It ain't it ain't that funny. I promise you, it's not that funny. Oh, uh, I can tell you made, the play he quit. I I remember the exact play he quit. I, I do too. I do too. I do too. What about Music City Miracle? You remember that? You remember that exact play? Music City fans. I remember Music City Four fans. I remember that. You, you remember that? You remember that exact play? No fans on the field. Do you remember that? Hey, I didn't win either, so it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That 2000 defense, man, with Ravens was not nasty, nasty. But uh, that 2000, uh, that 2002 from uh, Tampa Bay, the Tampa two, they were nasty too. And they both, their both defenses was the the middle was the was the standpoint. The middle, Ray Lewis, and then their other linebacker that uh, Derry uh, Brooks. Derrick Brooks, they had for the for the Seminole. and Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp, that middle was crazy. But hey. The Ravens had big um Saragusa. Big Saragusa, big goose. He was nasty too. Uh this wouldn't be fun to watch. Like it would be fun to watch the pregame and all that, but once the football started, man, it'd be just a whole bunch of field goals and punts. <laughs> like that's all you're getting out of this two two very uh below par uh quarterbacks. Two very good run games though. We'll we'll say that. Two very good run games, but very be- below par quarterback play. And yeah. Now, this is the Spurs versus the Pistons in the NBA. That's what this is. Defense and a premium. 
<laughs> the, the one thing I don't like about the matchup is it will come down to the team that has the better offense, I believe, which I think it was the Bucks because we know they both going to stop each other. We know they're not going to give up a lot of points. Somebody on offense is going to have to make a play. And to me, the Bucks had more offensively people that could do it. You're talking about you had Keyshawn Johnson on that team. Because Brad Johnson quarterback of the team, wasn't he? Yeah, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson was the quarterback, yeah. They just had a few more people on offense that I think will be able to make that one play that would separate them. Because the, the Ravens' defense was unreal. But their offense was so bad. Like, their offense went five games without scoring a touchdown. And the Ravens only won two of those games. That's insane. They only gave up 238 yards, averaged giving up 10.3 points. But they didn't face no Hall of Fame quarterbacks either. Even though they faced some great running backs like Eddie George, Jerome Bettis, Emmitt Smith, Fred Taylor, they didn't play no quarterbacks where that Tampa Bay team, they faced Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, uh, Dante Culpepper, Donovan McNabb, you know, and they just allowed 10 touchdown passes. So I think when it came down to it, which it sucks, they, they would have to come to offense to decide that because we can't put the defense against the defense. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks as well, man. But, yeah, now, mediocre quarterback play, I think somebody will make a play on defense. And with Simeon Rice being on the defensive line to help out the Bucks, I think they win by a field goal. I just think that defense for them set the standard for a defense winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I this, is, this is fresh off the murder Ray Lewis, though. It's different Ray. That was a different Ray right there. That was Madden cover MVP Ray Lewis. Like so, I'm gonna go with the Ravens right there, just because they didn't make mistakes and they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't get out of character. And the score is like nine to three. Let's get to the granddaddy of them all. Let's, let's get it. You know what I mean? We're a little over time, but hey, listen, this is the matchup: <clears throat> LeBron versus Kobe. What could it have been, man? Ooh, ooh, boy, this is LeBron. We'll talk about it, but LeBron is the reason why this matchup didn't happen. True. What could it be? They sh- they show hyped this up a lot. They had the puppets going and the commercials. Um, it almost seemed like it was going to be set up to for them to play against each other in the championship. I oh, thought- they tried. Oh, they tried. Mm-hmm. The NBA was forcing this one, but LeBron sure did tuck his tail. Nah, don't do LeBron like that. Yeah. Well, not necessarily LeBron, but the team that he was on didn't help him out as much, which in turn Thank he you. Tip. But he didn't Thank really want he didn't want to see that never he didn't want to see that team in two thousand nine. Yeah, he had Candace Parker's bro he had Candace Parker brother on his team, man. He was he did all he could with that team. He hit that shot in game one. I thought they had the I thought they had the magic that year when he hit that shot. Yeah. That's the big shot of his career, I think. I'm just saying in two thousand nine, the magic beat them. You're not supposed to lose to the Magic, and you got a league best, a franchise best, 66 wins, y'all. Can't do that. Yeah, but we, yeah, but we talking, we talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jay. We're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They didn't help them. They didn't help them at all. Like, <laughs> they just they, – they didn't help them, man. You're talking about – Mo Williams. Delonte West, Anderson Verge. Like, LeBron averaged 35 in the playoffs, man. 
the next person point-wise on that team was 16 points. They didn't give him no help. And, you know, that, that that Orlando team wasn't as bad as people think. You know, you had Dwight Howard, of course. You had Jameer Nelson. You had um, Turkaloo. Uh, you Rashad had Ray Lewis. Not Ray Lewis. Rashad Lewis. J.J. Redick was on that team. You know, that team wasn't as bad. Courtney Lee was on that team. You know, oh, no, listen. they wasn't. Listen, that damn Magic team was loaded. But LeBron, LeBron is supposed to pull you up out of anything. LeBron, See, that's what I don't like. Oh, like that's what, yeah, that's what we don't like. We ain't gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, he, he he did all he could do. You know, he couldn't do it by himself. This was supposed to be the matchup where it was possibly seeing the passing of the torch. You know, LeBron had one of the best individual seasons ever. You know, he was a 13 box plus or minus, which is the best in NBA history. Going to set up to see if we were going to pass the torch. Do I think the torch would have been passed? No, because I don't think they would have beat that Lakers team. But yeah. I think it would have been a situation where they would have been like, okay, LeBron is right there on Kobe's ass. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't play either because Kobe was two seasons in. He was more focused than ever. He was trying to win that other championship without Shaq. I'm glad they didn't play. LeBron never heard the end of it. I'm glad they yeah. didn't play. Not for sure. He didn't want to see that team. And that's the thing with the NBA – the best players sometimes don't win. The best teams usually win. It kind of takes a perfect storm for both to kind of happen. And even more is more of getting those two iconic players in the finals, man. It's the beauty of a perfect storm, man, when it rains and pours. But he didn't want to come see the boy. Do y'all remember that All-Star game, Kobe's last All-Star game, when we – when he took it way more serious than anybody else and LeBron had a chance to win it in uh it was regulation and Kobe got, got the block on LeBron and, and kind of sealed the game, well sealed the win for the for the West. Like you could tell Kobe, Kobe wanted to play dude, like for for something bigger than an all-star game, of course, but he wanted to play sure. He wanted to see what that was like. And it just sucks that we didn't get to see that. We, you know, we should have. That was the, that was probably the only year where it would have worked because the Boston team was too good for LeBron. I mean, not just for LeBron, but for Cleveland um, at the time. And then by the time the, the, he went and made the heaters, Kobe was, you know, was trying to figure out what you know what to do with Smush Park and them. And <laughs> hey, I tell you this, Kobe, oh not Kobe, LeBron would have had a hard time holding up his own against that team because you got Kobe, who you know is going to check him. He's going to take it personal. But then you also had Trevor Reza on that team. That's what I'm saying. So he would have been in for a long night because while they was resting Kobe, you got Artest right there. You got Trevor Reza right there. He'd he been in for a long series. He still would have did his held his own, but it was still a little too early for him, I think. I'm, I'm glad they didn't play. That would have hurt my boy career. Smart I'd have lost a lot of money. I'd have been betting, talking cash money. Yeah. I'd have lost. Yes, you would have. Man. Hey, we can only pick seven. Maybe a part two is coming in the future. Other things we missed out on. Um, I'm going down to saying that uh, Michael Johnson versus Usain Bolt is the one I want to see the most. Uh, what you got, Weezy? I want to see that USC versus <laughs> – but now I want to see USC versus Florida State, but the USC versus Miami is what I want to see. Sure. What about you, Jeff? 
I, I said it. I think Usain Bolt, Michael Johnson is that would have been yeah. I would love to see that one night, just Saturday night, everybody standing room only. Well, I want to see that. What you got, Coach? Uh, I'm gonna go with that uh, Miami USC matchup just because. The race is going to be over so fast. It's going to be so exciting. The buildup is going to be great. But then in 20 seconds, it's like, all right, now what do we do? Yep. You know, we'll have a lot to talk about, but the football game would last longer. You know, it would be more, more time to sit there and talk about it and see something. That race is just going to be too fast for me. Hey. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running 75 meters. You saying Bolt is running 200 meters. He's still going to beat me? Yes. Facts. Damn. They want I won't even want him to be close. No, no. That means he has. To, uh, that means I'm going. He has. He has come all the way around. Him straight away. I'm halfway down the straightaway. You're not halfway down the straightaway, but you, you got three fourths. Yeah, three. You got, you got three fourths straightaway. And I'm running before he even starts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he gonna beat me. For sure. How you? For sure. What you? Okay, you, what you, you think running you run What you th- What you think you run a hundred meter in right now? Shit, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm slow as hell. Yeah, you got to think about a 100-meter record is 10-something. 10, 10 no, I ain't going to record. That's, I, ain't no, gonna I know you're not. That's the Olympic, that's the Olympic record. You're going you're gonna to have to run an 18-something in 75 meters to beat him. <laughs> I'm still a chance, do I, Jeff? <laughs> you see, I was quiet, brother. I ain't want to say nothing. <laughs> I ain't even put myself out there like that. But <laughs> and nobody in this damn Zoom call being dude and no guy and no and he's running the two hundred. You run the seventy five. Ain't no way. Mm-hmm. Ain't no I don't see way. it. Who won? Who, who won the two hundred out of all of us? Who won the two hundred race? Me. Mm. 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 I don't know that. Oh, Jay got a track mm-hmm. yeah, We got to do a hundred. I ain't running. <laughs> I ain't I ain't fast. I I can tell that now. I ain't I ain't never been fast. Like you ain't gonna race. Uh huh. Nah, I mean, I ain't, ain't no ain't nobody on this car gonna race. I ain't tell you that now. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. Gonna... I'm telling you, cause listen, somebody. No, I ain't gonna even say about it. Everybody's gonna pull a hamstring trying to sprint sure. a 200 meter. Yes, sir. I, I, yeah. nah, I ain't and I'm not doing it. What'd you say, Jeff? I, okay, I stand with the clock. Like, I got you. Oh man, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be hell. It's gonna be four. I got the gun. Yeah, I got. I got the gun. Yeah. I'm holding. I'm holding. I'm holding damn rope for whoever running. Because <laughs> tell you what, I'm not gonna do is goddamn run a 200 right now. Hell no, I'm, yeah, running, I'm not running a 40. You think I'm running a hundred? <laughs> Y'all crazy. Oh, man. Pope looking for you, is. You ready? Yeah, you, look, ready you ready? Uh, you ready? You're, hey, it's looking like tomorrow. What up? It's Bob. Ooh, I like that whiz. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what you want me to say, Jay. It's just Bob. That's it. That's it. That's that's what you're supposed to say. Yeah. I said it on live. I you say you say what? He said I said it on live. I said it on Zoom. I said on the telephone. Text message. Whatever y'all want. Email. It's Bob. Oh my God. I thought you said. I thought you said you can. We're gonna put it on the line. It's ball three triples. I want to see if he can handle this. I want to see what he. Do, you want to see what he do with his euro step. I want to see what he gonna do with. If he we, said, "Don't be ducking, don't be ducking the phone call tomorrow." Yeah, I want to see what he gonna do with his euro step. <laughs> and two questions, 
Man, throughout the week in full sport press, don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. Weezy. Everything paid for, baby. You're rope. Damn right. Jeff. The camera's always on, especially for that Euro. Gotta have it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Coach Lock. Get a drum or something. Get y'all kind of drum roll, Weezy. Bring you in. Euro. <laughs> and the revolution will be podcast. We are out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.